Good evening, everybody. It's eight o'clock, um, episode 91 of So What's Been Happening Thursday, the 1st of June. The old first, first of the month. Um, rolls around quickly. 1st of June, be a financial year before we know it. We'll all have the new budget in and we'll all be broke by uh, July 30. So it's going well. Um, but on a better note, um, it's an exciting time, origin time for the rugby league fans. Uh, the AFL fans tend to jump on around that time. So unbelievable game, first first game in Adelaide. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But um, here we go. Before we bring up the boys, um, here we go with uh, 91s. Uh, hey, 91. Geez, it was a good year. Um, I remember it was my year 11 uh, year, so very influential uh, period. Um Year 11 was fantastic, but I can tell you, just before I bring up the boys, um, one song that just absolutely gripped me, 91, and there was plenty of them, but this one, most importantly. Any better. Any better than that. As far as a drum solo, let's bring him up, cuz. Welcome back, mate. G'day, mate. How are you? 91. <laughs> Where has the time gone? 91. I was 21 in 91. Um, I know you boys, I know you boys think I'm a little bit older, but now nah, 21 and 91. And I just look, obviously, knowing, check with you earlier, but also knowing it was the 91st episode and the um, collage of photos you went through there, mate. Some of iconic albums and bands and amazingly a couple of them are still at the top of their game now yeah absolutely um it was a great time uh great time to be alive i'll never forget a mate of mine i have to give him credit luke sinclair not the that luke sinclair another luke sinclair <laughs> luke sinclair and you know the story there cuz but yep. he came to me one day and held up this album he said mate these guys are going to be huge and I said, oh, mate, turn it up, mate. You're, just, you're giving these guys a big rap. It's their first major album. And it, it happened to be Pearl Jam with 10. Like, <laughs> talk about call it. Um, called it beautifully. So I have to give uh, my mate Lakeside uh, a big rap on that one. He, he gave it gave it to me. And I think he, I never gave it back to him after I stole that tape. It was a tape back in the day, cuz. Um, quality. Quality for sure. But it was a great album cover too. So... Um, then you got the Chili Peppers in there. Uh, Brian Adams was actually Song of the Year. Uh, Everything I do, mate, cuz you would have you would have done a bit of moonlighting over that song, eh? Mate, I, I was gonna say I would have done some good work to that song. I, I'd more accurately say I tried to do some good work to that song. Yeah, fair enough. I think. Can you tell me how good your memory though? It was a beautiful love song. What was the movie soundtrack it was on? Um, don't know, no idea. Kevin Costner, yep, Prince of Thieves, the Robin Hood movie. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I was getting it confused with um, the Bon Jovi classic that was in um, <laughs> what was it? What was the show? Um, they're all on the horsebacks. Um, yeah, I can't remember that either. I let's bring you yeah, that's right. I'm sure this bloke's going to know. How are you, Lovey? Welcome back, mate. Hello, Lovey. Jesus Christ. You blokes have got shit memories. 
I can't remember what happened yesterday, um, but I can remember. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was actually so Young Guns Two, Blazy Glory was actually a solo for John Bon Jovi. So that, there you and go. that's that was yeah. same year. Um, yeah. But the the, the 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 band that was also coming through very very thick and fast back then was Soundgarden. Um, yeah. That whole nineteen ninety one just flipped music on its head globally. Yeah, like, it was just insane. It was absolutely ridiculous how much um, things changed in the music world because of that year. And it lasted for a good two decades, I would have thought. Like bands were still trying to emulate the early Pearl Jam, Nirvana. I mean, Foo Fighters was loosely based around what Nirvana were trying to do later on. And, um, yeah, Soundgarden, their early stuff was awesome. Um it was a good year, 91. We had the old Batmobile. That was the other thing I took out of that, the grand final. Yeah. Uh, angry, in his, angry in his Batmobile. That was um, that was the precursor to why we probably shouldn't have pre-grand final entertainment for mine. It was the first really, really bad, bad entertainment. I'm not sure it's ever sort of recovered since. I can't recall a piece of entertainment for grand finals ever since that I go, oh, yeah, I hang my hat on that one. But that was just remembered for all the wrong reasons. It was brilliant. I thought you were going to say we haven't had one as bad, but uh, surely Meatloaf's up there with the greats. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. The Killers were good, 2017. Killers were good. Um, That's about it. That's as far as I go with it. Not happy with Robbie Williams last year? No. Okay. Uh, One I did want to bring up is the NRL. They seem to nail it every time. Um, Hager was living in last night at, uh, and Chris Cheney uh, playing at the start of um, now it does make a difference at night no question um, but they do they just do a great job of it and he was absolutely on his game who, who's probably have to be one of the most used artists around for any little pop-up gig uh, Chris Cheney's your man so um, mm. all through lockdown he, he was heavily pushed so uh, living in just, just, released, so good. just <laughs> released a new tour too yeah, and as silly as it sounds, sometimes like and what a like, you look at Tina Turner, and everyone said, "Oh God, she must have got paid a lot of money." But her performances were iconic. Yep. Like as yep. you said, they have nailed it every single time. Whether and we can say as Mexicans as they call us, but they <clears throat> every time you watch it, yes, yeah, sometimes the games might live up to the expectation. But the entertainment has been nailed every time, whether it's someone international or someone local. They just they just seem to get it right. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron, yeah. you may know. Do they have a professional? So, like a does the AFL hire someone like a, a like the great the late great Michael Gadinsky, Right, he would have absolutely planned these sort of things off the yeah. back of his hand, not a problem. Does the AFL hire someone of that caliber, or do they just? do their own thing, and it's shit because of it. Well, I don't know now, but back in the day, Gadinsky was actually absolutely behind it. So he he put oh. together the talent and the artists, and it was all linked to a tour coming up. It was a great promo, and I think they did a really good job of it, doing it, and they threw in a local artist as kind of in as part of it. Now, I don't know what's been happening recently, but Gil's never obviously Gil never lived down Meatloaf, um, and so the next thing he did was go out with a bang in his last oh. year with Robbie Williams. So, so. Motley, Motley Crue and Def Leppard, I think, are coming in October or November. Yeah, makes sense. Now, is there any chance we're going to have Tommy Lee going in that rolling 
that rolling drum kit like he did back in 1989, 1990. Yep. That would be yep. having rolling around the MCG up on the up on the cables. Don't care. That'd be yep. that would be something to see. Absolutely, it's probably too old by now. I watched a show on um, SBS the other night talking about some of the great drummers of all time, going back to John Bonham and those sort of guys as well. And, mate, I reckon of 15 interviewed male and female drummers, they all said, I wanted to be a drummer from age four when I saw Tommy Lee. <laughs> yeah. Well, better than Def Leppard's jumper, uh, drummer with the one arm, mate. No one wanted to be hey, mate, at, stage, he, at least he's persistent. He was good. Trust and me. He's still good. Trust me, he was good. What he could do with one arm, I couldn't do with five. So unbelievable effort. Um, all right, we're going to kick off. But while we've got Lovey, um, here we go. Like the 89 Grand Final. Like a dim sim. It's what the crowd come to see. Cousins Classics. What have you got for us, Cuz? Thanks for the intro, but we're probably... <laughs> <laughs> Love is like a Cheshire cat, Grimace, loving it. So I was given the job, as we all know, I do Cousins Classics, and I thought it's about time I actually did a, a fair income one. Go away a little, do a little bit of research, spoke to us earlier in the week, and we went to look at a couple of websites, um, canvassed a couple of local people I know who like to wear a lot of fat, a lot of food, and got a list of 10 classic meals. Classic pub meals. Right. Now, I'll give you my humble opinion first. I'm a steak sandwich man. Yep. Steak sandwich. Can't have the steak. Got to cook it pretty well too. So what mistakes well done. Steak sandwich. That didn't make the list of the top 10 though. No. So I don't want you to deliver the top 10 for us yet because we're just going to talk no. a little bit about our favourites and then we'll yep. go through a list. So I'm only going to give us five. So are they suggesting you eat shit, mate? What you eat is just not good enough, clearly. <laughs> as you know, as you know, Al, when you ask somebody a question, you've got to be prepared to get the feedback. I'm learning yeah. that in life. Take on the feedback on board. Now, cuz the steak sandwich, the steak sandwich, is that the old special minute steak? Is that because you can't <laughs> wait? You can't wait. <laughs> here it you is. You can't here. bite through it. Look at that. That looks yeah, actually all right. Beautiful. And the best thing about that too, no need for salad. Don't put token salad on the side of the plate to make it look good. You don't need a steak sandwich for the salad. Right so, on. bit of steak. That's well, all you come need. Back, let's come back to number five. What was number five, Cuz? Let's go with the top five. We'll come back with five. Well, number five, from the people I canvas and also having a look at a couple of sort of websites and that, garlic bread. Oh, Last yeah, time right. I looked, garlic bread it was an entree, but... The side, yeah. Alan disagrees, which I love his feedback. It's always good to get it. That was number five, garlic bread. What are your thoughts on garlic bread, Alan, apart from the finger? <laughs> Not happy with garlic bread. On your rating a, system. Well reviewed for our audio guests coming on later. Yeah. Uh, love you. Yeah, thank um, you. Garlic bread. Now, a funny story about garlic bread. Well, it's not that funny, but it's typical of my dad. My dad's not one for garlic. He, he outright did not want to know about garlic as growing up and me as a kid if mum even had any ends of putting flavor on something it had to come from salt uh nothing to do with garlic right until he met my wife and then it was garlic it was in everything so um over time 
he was he was one of the, at the pub that had always asked for herb bread. Now, come <laughs> on, that's a bit of an old school, the old herb bread. <laughs> like, come on, Dad, turn it up, Barry. Get that's, on even, that's even worse than garlic bread. That's two fingers. That's that's double barrels. Yeah, you can tell you, Dad, as the good news is, it didn't make the list herb bread. Yeah, there you go. Right, <laughs> and it is a side. Well, let's let's declare it's definitely a side. It's not an entree, and it's not a mate, definitely not a main. So that that gets the Kyber straight which away. You, which right, one of your shit mates said garlic bread, Cuz? Yeah. I'm having you words with them. I'm having you. words with them. <clears throat> you called me and said garlic bread. What? That was you. That could be one of those standing uh-huh. boys, I reckon. Who who <laughs> of right. your mates? Who of your mates has got garlic bread in the top five? Who got it? We've had this discussion before, Alan. I've got no mates. Let's don't get ahead of yourself. You know when you order a couple of pizzas and you get a, a choice of a garlic bread or a bottle, bottle of one point two five bottle of drink. Oh, the bottle every time. Yeah, the one point two five. The garlic breads are throw in because they can't give it away. Well, no one will buy it. The other thing is, I mean, if you want to, you want to get pretty with the light, you can't snog one someone with garlic bread. So, good luck. <laughs> can't have it. We. Saitel and I always had a rule. If one's had garlic, the other one's got to have garlic as well. Yeah. I know, uh, one in, all in. I know Berkey's a big rap when we go out. We go out to a gig and I go over to him, we have a chat, and he's, oh, he hands me a mint every time. <laughs> it's beautiful. So it's uh, he loves his garlic, old Berkey. If it's not... We've opened up Pandora's box. Beautiful. Number four. There we go. We're including everyone tonight. Number four. Now, as I said, this is not my opinion. Margarita pizza. Pizza at a pub. I think it's just got to be a line drawn, doesn't it? Well, it's not. It's not smorgies. <laughs> he's left. The, he's going, left the building. He's going to eat the cat. Now, as I said, this is. I've spoken to a couple of people I know, but also on a couple of websites. And these Italian pubs are not Australian pubs. Like, what the <laughs> fuck's going on? Exactly. Hello to our Italian fam- family and friends out there as well. Yeah. I don't care. This is ridiculous. Thank you. What's going on? Well, I know how much you love a margarita pizza. Where'd you do your research in Ligon Street? Come on, cuz. <laughs> Mate, I'm a man Where of the people, you? as you both know. I'm a man of the people, and I went and saw the people. Shout out to Number where three. you are, mate. Shout out down Number the ocean, ocean Grove Hotel, just while, yeah. we're, while we're talking. Right, yeah, Apparently, the margarita pizzas must be flying out the door down there. No, number three. Again, opening myself up for abuse from you two. In all their forms, hot chips. Number three. That's right. Oh, you'll have a big fan with Berkey there. He is an absolute hot chip man. Happy with the hot chips. Number two, the chicken stitzel. Yeah, yeah, okay. I can wear that. It's a poor man's. Yeah, one, one thumb. Yep. What do you think was number one, boys? Well, if it's not the Palmer, it's the most ridiculous, stupid fucking survey you've ever done in your entire <laughs> life. There you go. And, and I appreciate your feedback. Thank you. That's your opinion. Ezra? Oh, I think it's got to be the Palmer. But I, I actually think it might. The way you've gone about this and the fact that we probably I'll be a tangerine chicken. Yeah, you probably take a couple of kids. Uh, along with you to the pubs, uh, cause obviously you having a couple um, chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets. <laughs> I reckon a big on the list. The old nuggies and chips. 
What is number one, mate? What's number All one? Right. Give us one, mate. If it quacks like a duck, it's normally a duck. Chicken Palmer. Oh, there you go. Universally number one. Yep. There you go. Is there anything better? Can um, I give you? Oh, yeah, I'll, give, I'll give you some honourable mentions. Yep. The steak sandwich that I spoke about. Just before you go, the honourable mentions. All right, let's quickly cover off the great debate. Palmer. <laughs> Palmer or Palmy, for starters. Palmer. Palmer. Okay. You can jam Palmer. your plummies, all you... Up there, uh, um, New South Wales and Queensland mob and Adelaide. But don't South Australia say it's funny too. Yeah, I think How's it spelled? How's it spelled? Spelled with an A on the end, right? So when you shorten it, it's Palmer. Parmigiana, isn't it? Or no, it's Palma, not. Parmigiana. 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 Yeah. Parmigiana. Yeah. So, yeah, these... where do you get Parmy or Parmy for? Like... So, if you're shortening it. These Muppets have put an eye on the end of it. I'll tell you what, they need to go back to school. That's disgusting. <laughs> there you go. We all agree. We all agree. All right. Um, now, on that Palmer, there's, I believe, many types of Palmers now. Now, the disappointing part is if you break away from the original, the mozzarella and the and the, uh, and the tomato, tomato paste. And, yep. yep. What's your... Uh, What's your go-to? Have you tried one outside the uh, standard Palmer? I have. Um, my my go-to out my go-to outside the normal Palmer is um, it's it's the bourbon one. So they put a bourbon sauce across it. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. Any other any other type of like they try and put chili on it or some sort of bullshit artist type of <laughs> other sauce on it. It's just it's just it's not on. So. That's the only change I'll make to a Palmer is, yep. is that bourbon-based barbecue sauce I can chuck on it. Otherwise, keep it traditional. Let's not be stupid about that thing. Yeah, fair enough. Cuz? Yeah, I, I did try it. I'm not a super fan of your spicy food. I tried a Mexican one one night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you got to go the traditional. I, I won't shit. pop in You would have burnt down the back door, Cuz. Oh, uh, well, I made it. The classic thing when you say it, when someone says to you and you open yourself up for the, the damage, I'm not a big fan of hot food. And the bloke goes, it's not that hot. Well, mate, I reckon I had my first shit 15 minutes in and not even finishing the barmer and yeah, went down tough, that quick. Tough crowd. <laughs> All right. I'm going, I don't know where your six to 10 sits, cuz, but there's a couple more that 100% are on the list every time in every well, bar and every pub. So give I'll us them up and I'll bet you, you'll agree. So the six to ten, the, the six to ten that didn't get a mention, obviously, or the steak sandwich I mentioned, which is a classic. Yep. Uh, Fish and chips. Yeah, that's a must. The seven. The southern fried chicken burger. Yeah, tough, tough crowd. Overdone, tough crowd. in my opinion. The other one, classic. We've all been it when you meet a girl for the first time. You go with a group of friends. Yeah, 20 Palmers, what do you want? Oh, I'm a vegetarian. I'll get the Caesar salad. Yeah, nice, nice. Not the uh, halloumi burger. <laughs> no. Let's come into crowd. The, uh, the, the Caesar salad? Tough, tough. I thought yeah, you might this, is a, this one, Cuz. This, this, this is I, I this can't is believe. This is I can't believe. On, as I said, I probably spoke to probably about 20 people. 
but I also went on a couple of different websites. I can't believe Bangers and Mash didn't get a mention. Mate, you, you, you've gone to, mate, you've, you've gone to non-pubs. You've gone to these new pop-up <laughs> fucking cardboard cutout pubs that fold up. What I should have done, I should have yeah. put in great traditional popular pub meals, 1979. I would have probably got some true results. And the last one I didn't mention, which we tend to read it when we're trying to be healthy as well, the old salt and pepper calamari that came up as well too. Underrated, was... the old salt and pepper calamari. Here we go. Look at that. It's good calamari. A calamari done well is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but as we said, boys, and again, and look, I enjoyed doing it because you think when you're, and you're thinking, oh, geez, I remember... Remember what a good snitty or you have your steak sandwich and it was on the good and then you think, I had calamari this night. Ooh, that was a bit chewy and you sort of go off a little bit. A lot of couple of people I spoke to, um, a risotto at a pub. I wouldn't no, have thought that would have been a go. Band, but my mum's a no. fan, band. Yep. No. Couple said, Oh, you get a good risotto. I said, Not the pub you wouldn't, but <laughs> this is this has um, almost got my this has almost got my lose it segment covered. There's really well, well, do your lose it section later for you because because I did speak to Social Security this week. That's always an excuse to lose it, but that's another discussion for another day. Social Security, Centrelink. Right. We'll come back to that in a second. Yeah. What about the old classic roast of the day, boys? <laughs> that's a killer roast. Yeah, of look, the day. It, it's good. It, it, that's great. I reckon that's kind of a um, it's more your RSL flavor. You know what it's I mean? Bit of a I lucky think... dip, though, isn't it? It can be, especially the way they cook it some some places. There's nothing uh, worse than an undercooked roast, mate. Like if it's still fucking bleeding on the inside, that's not a proper roast. Yep. Um, Honourable mention from uh, one of our good friends, Fletch, um, club sandwich. <laughs> that's a little bit RSLE as well, or it's a lunch <laughs> one. We didn't we didn't say what time of the we're at the pub so to be fair so during the day early early morning to lunch yeah club sandwich or the BLT uh, always good nice. to go nice and uh, I can see that someone's trying to jump on yeah I've had that little chat and unfortunately yeah. can't see him so I'm hoping so, that, uh, while we're waiting yes mate um so my favourite and it wasn't in Glenn's list which is just Goes to the goes to the point where his list was an absolute disgrace, and I'm not saying Glenn is. I'm saying the people he's obviously interviewed haven't seen the inside of a proper pub in their entire life. Yep. Hi, mum. So, say hello. Runners up. So runners up. Now your mum, your mum needs to fix that. So um, <laughs> runners up for me would be uh, the old meat pie, shepherd's pie, in the middle of the pub. That was always a good thing in the winter months. Oh yes. Um, yep. But my favourite tomahawk steak. Where in the hell, where in the world were the steaks? Look at that. How can you not want to have that in your pub? <laughs> exactly. Um, it's, the, it's definitely not an after-COVID after meal anymore, mate. Um, oh, I know. I know. Trying, to, trying to cut costs. But, uh, oh, God. Fletch yeah, makes yeah, another good point. Fletch makes another Little good crafty point. crafty beers. Um, never have seafood for more than 100 case on the coast. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> Isn't that the truth? I like oh, that. Mate, I, I, I was talking to Az during the week. Don't be fooled if you go to the Bayswater Hotel that is actually in anywhere near water. Yeah. And they're freshly catched well, fish. As, as you said. It's, a, it's, a, it's a swamp, mate. 
There's not a lot of, not a lot of great fish in the swamp out this one. That's okay. Or the fish in there have been there for a long time and not swimming too well. No. Yeah. No. Oh. Um, I think we discussed all the ones on the menu that I can think of. Um, there's got to be something out there that we haven't touched on. Um, obviously, your steak singer got the run. Standard fish can, and chips. Can you remember, about, boys, I know I'm a little bit older, yep. but remember back in the day when you'd go to the pub, like, and it's nothing like it was now where you had the Bay Marie set up with all the salads, and as little kids, you'd do the old, oh, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> you and then your parents would go, what are you doing? I said, what? I'm not sure whether that's a potato I liked or not. So you'd have a thing and then you'd dip it into the beetroot and you'd go along each one. Different yeah, different times, yeah. clearly. Your old, your old days at Smorgies. Uh, <laughs> Smorgies was one. What was the other one? Um, what was oh. the other version of Smorgies? Smorgies the one where... Smoothies is the one where if you stirred if you stirred the goulash and the pasta once or twice, it's, it looked fresh again. It looked like yeah. it had been sitting there for about four days, but yeah. um, as soon as you stirred it, it actually looked all right. Just remember that- uh, the old the old Pizza Hut used to be the same same story. Well, you can eat. Yeah, I, I was more about the puzzles for Pizza Hut. A little pencil and the and the piece of paper with the pencil and the did the puzzles. Very true. Very true indeed. Um, let's talk steaks for a minute, boys. Um, there should be no debate to this, but how do you like yours cooked, cuz? Yeah, oh, thanks. I love it when you say there should be no debate. So you make me go first, so there will be a debate. Just shut up and tell us. I like it cooked properly. <laughs> so I don't want to mooin, I don't want to bleeding, and I don't want to blue. Yeah, fair enough. In about in about that order. What about you, buddy? You know what, Glenn? You know what, Glenn? You and I. It's the first time in a long time we've agreed on something. The, I, I'm, I'm. Um, look, I can have a tinge of red through it, the middle of it, but that's it. That's as bad as lightweight as it gets. I think um, it has to be cooked otherwise, because what's the point of putting it on the plates, on the hot plates? If you just go the whole, if you go the whole, sh- shut up, as if you go, the, if you just go the whole like this for thirty seconds, and then you put it out there and you say, "Oh, hey, it's cooked." A, it's not. B, <laughs> you're you're about to poison your uh, your customer, and C, for a chef who's probably getting paid one hundred and fifty two hundred thousand dollars a year, earn your fucking money, mate. Thirty seconds <laughs> either side on the state, mate. That's 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 highway robbery. So you if you're paying, money. if you're paying anything more than eighty bucks for a steak, yeah. and that's all they do, I tell you what, you uh, you are a sucker, and you've got more money than sense. I can tell you, if you want one of those kind of steaks, you you got to be the minute steak bandit. Um, that that's all you should be able to get, mate, <laughs> because uh, you're absolutely killing the steak if it's not looking like this, or the or the roast in that matter. Um, that looks pox. Oh, it's fantastic. That looks pox. There's too much red on that, mate. Unbelievable! Look at that bit of steak there. Is that thing on the right there? So the the, the big tunnel, the one that's uncut, right? Yeah. That's that's okay. That's proper. Let's go with um, let's go with uh, that's so you've obviously boys have lost the debate on the on the cooking side of the steak, but let's go with the sauce. What's the sauce? Debate. Hang a minute. There's three of us and two of us said cook it properly, so we won the debate. I know. Cook it properly. We've decided which steak you're allowed to have. You're allowed to have the minute steak only, cuz there's no there's no (laughs) oil fillets. 
you'll be banned from any joint that's half decent to cook steak if you ask for a well done. I give you the tip. Anyway, we're probably um, on the money yet. Let's go with sauces, boys. What's the accompaniment? Pepper. Pepper Not a lot, though. On the side, is it, cuz? I can't stand traditional gravy. That's just shit. Um, I'm I'm actually a. I'm actually quite a fan of the old mushroom sauce. Yeah, well done. Oh, mushroom sauce is pretty good. Yep. Um, I let her, uh, like I said on my palm before, a, a, a nice bourbon-based barbecue-type sauce. Yep, well played. Well played. I'm a, I'm a mushroom mushroom man myself or a, a peppercorn. Um, oh, yeah, I don't know about the peppercorn. Very good. that's okay. Um, that's a good, right. good, good people I know, uh, Bernays fans, mate, so... There's a little bit of a mix for you, but uh, and definitely on the side. I'm not. I'm not a fan. Don't put it on the steak. Don't let me give don't it a crack. It. Let me uh, give it the dip on each. Uh, it's good. It's good. The the ones that give it to you in a little gravy cup, great. Not yep. a problem. Yeah. Okay. And and on the steaks or with the steak, is it a steak on its own or is it steak and chips? Um, let's go with chips first. Chips and salad. Chips and veg are the next two. So what's let's make up the plate here, boys. What are we putting on it? Um, I'm steak. Obviously, we're talking about steak, but I, I love a little red wine juice. <laughs> juice. Um, then you've got your your beer battered big chips. It's called Not anywhere out of chip. Frankston, mate. Anywhere out of Frankston, it's called as Jew. But we'll, we'll run with the juice. No, no, mate. Yeah. I'm not in. Juice. No, no, it was juice. Juice is kiwi. I'm red not in juice. at the moment. I'm in Australia. No, I know. I'm and talking my, about my grandfather. Yep. He has gone to God. He's in the war. He got nicknamed. You're 60, so I presume so. Shock <laughs> horror. Thanks for that. That's new record. Only 35 minutes in. That's a new record. Yeah. He used to call himself Gordon Blue as opposed to Cordon Bleu. So that's, he used oh, to call man. it just. So, yes. And I like a bit of bean and a bit of potato yeah. mashed. Gordon Blue, I love it, cuz that was the old, uh, the one straight out of the packet, mate. We had a couple of those back in the day, mum. Mate, uh, he was a bloody good cook. One of them up. It's hardly <laughs> cooking when you when you're reheating, isn't? Or, or straight out of the freezer into the oven. Oh, yeah, exactly right. Um, and the chicken, the chicken Kiev got killed there too, mate. With the old <laughs> and steak, good old steak Diane as well. Um, anything you stuff something with shouldn't be. Wouldn't be edible to start with if it needs stuffing. What about um, you, Lovey? So, so, since I have a lot of gripes in life, and this is another one. So, um, hang on. What? The only reason why the only reason why we have steaks, the only reason why we have something with the steak on the plate in the first place, is because they've shrunk the size of the steaks to compared to the day when we used to be able to get them. So. Gone are the days we used to get the seven eight hundred gram steaks. Why? It's bullshit. So instead they give you these two hundred and fifty gram that wouldn't feed. I don't know. Wouldn't feed my two year old child if I had one. Yeah. They give you these two hundred fifty gram three hundred gram steaks. So they have to fill the plate. It's an absolute travesty. That's also something that's just gone to shit. So if I'm getting my little peewee, uh, you know, I can. I don't know what steak they want to call it now. Let's call it Scotch Philip. We'll go to the eye Philip. Go to the eye Philip. 
Some yeah, one of those piss ant full four. That's two three hundred and fifty gram eye fillers. What would I put with it? Cuts. The piss ant cut. It's referred piss to ant. That. Um, that's another question too. By the way, the best cut of steak. Salads. Salad? It would be a no. salad. Yeah, because no that's all it deserves. That's yeah. all it deserves. It's just to have some shit greens next to it. Um, it's not even feeding you properly. So. Yeah, bring back. I, 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 I'm actually going to make a campaign one day. Bring back the 800 gram. That's it. No pub should serve less than 500. Were you, were you better stake what Sam Kekovich was to land? I would be, yes. I like it, mate. I yep. like it. Would be. Um, I'll get I'll get these pansies out the door that go go with their stupid tofus and all the rest of it too. In a pub, get out, get out. What's? I sort of know where you might go with it, lovey. What's your favourite cut of meat, though, boys? What's your favourite steak? Tomahawk and I fill it. Bang. Done. Beautiful. I thought you weren't into the I fill it based on size. Or, or are you you're scaling down as you get a little bit older there? Oh, like I've it. been asked to scale down. So Yeah, fair enough. Fair call. I fill it it is, unless I can stick three of them together. Yeah, quality, not quantity in that instance, <laughs> mate. Um, all right, but here's a trick for you. Go the butterfly I fill it. There's your, there's your secret. So they tend to cook it a little bit more because it's butterfly and it looks like a larger steak. So there you go. Give that one a crack. You know what I've, you know what I've had? It's not Classic a steak. But I've had butterfly chicken before. Yep. Amazing. Yeah, the yeah, actually anything, really butter, good. anything butterfly. Chicken, chicken and lamb, but haven't had butterfly steak. There you go. Um, get on to that. Yeah, I'm, but, uh, I'm like, love you. I, I feel it, but it's just, as you said, it's it's a beautiful cut of meat, but it's ridiculously expensive for the size of meat that you get. Yeah. And often when you get it, pub or fancy restaurant, you get the smallest bit of meat, and even they try to fill it the plate with other crap, there's not much of that either. Yep. Um, so that's yeah. obviously a steak at a pub, and, and shout out to one of our my absolute favourite steak venues, Meat Maiden, boys, in the city. So look it up. Um, it's not – you couldn't go there every day because they don't miss you. Um, but it's <laughs> incredible, incredible food. And uh, a little bit of broccolini on the side, um, absolute winner. Poor man's broccoli, um, but it's, it's, a, it's very good, very good indeed. So we must have a steak night, boys, between us um, very soon. So – yeah, Find a place that's got something that's more than five hundred in there. Right. <laughs> yeah, might have to mortgage your mortgage your house though, mate. But that's uh, not cheap. The old big tomahawk these days, mate. That's for sure. Oh, don't I? Don't I know it? That's okay. <laughs> willing to pay. Yeah, willing to pay. What else have you got for us, Cuz? There must be something else. One more thing that that uh, must take your fancy at a pub. Well. Speaking before about the choice, like for the entree and then dessert, like obviously we've spoken about main meals and some of the what we consider to be entrees have snuck their way into the, the main meal sort of category and in the top five of the main meals. Yep. Your dessert of the pub now. Now, I'm humble opinion what? mine. Sorry? So this is what? Not, this, you d- dessert at pubs, what you can get at a pub for dessert. Desserts? Yeah. Love, that love means you haven't gone. You, you haven't gone hard enough on your main meal cards. What the fuck do you want a dessert in a pub for? Sorry, whose segment's this one again? I've forgotten. I just, I lost myself for a minute. Uh, Glenn, put your, you put your cannot. Back in. 
Mate, no one has desserts at a pub. No, no, no proper man has a dessert at a pub. That's just childish. Maybe I'm getting in touch with my feminine side, not like that given that ad years ago. No, childish. <laughs> you're being a child, mate. You, you, you're going to have a raspberry hey. soda to go with your beer? Like what? What that? A spider? What do you no, want? I'm what else have, do you want, mate? I'm going to have a fire truck, and then I'm going to have. You're going to have a fritter with chocolate, chocolate toted across the top Beautiful. of it. Is that one of your things? You're good with a banana, I've heard. Anyway. Have been, Cuz, have you ever been told maybe you've had enough for main meal and you don't need dessert, or is it a case of eat everything on your plate and you can have dessert? How did it roll for you? Oh, well, how it rolls when you're a child as to how it rolls when you're an adult is, is, can be vastly different. I can remember my dad one day saying, mate, waste not, what not. So I just thought that was open slather. <laughs> and then in the car on the way home, yeah, having a bit of a crisp mew and then getting yelled at for eating too much. So this just that double standard of parenting. And then yeah. when you had yeah. your own my own kids later on, who would basically my and I've told you boys this before, both of my sons a lot better now, but in their sort of are sort of primary school ages, yep. nothing growing. So you your salad, anything like that. Oh, I don't know, and, and they, as we probably did as kids as well, you'd push that push around the plate, and you couldn't yell at them. But then, if they did eat something that that so they didn't like that, it makes me sick. Yeah. And then we had it with Lucas one time. He did eat something that made him sick, and he was sick in the car. And then we yelled at him as well. So getting better at not eating too much now, mate. Picking me, me having to eat dinner, me having to eat my dinner before getting dessert was never an issue. So yeah, it's a bit of a moot. It was a moot point for me. Yeah. My, my mum was, I know you don't like broad beans or whatever it might be, but you're going to sit there till you eat it. And if you don't eat it, you're going to sit there anyway. So <laughs> it was a no-win situation. Well, you got a dog. <laughs> yeah, I was always just, told. Just shift it off to the side. Or well, a little sister. I was always told uh, there might be a chance you're going to have dessert if you finished everything on your plate. <laughs> yeah, so this was the old classic. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! Got to tie it in, boys. Got to tie I it in. I love it. I love it every time. We haven't done it for I, a while. I know that she doesn't watch the show. And you've got to make light out of all moments. I might have sent that to Jody in a text the other day. And you know what she said? She goes, oh, I didn't think she'd watch the show. You know what she said? She goes, was that on that stupid podcast? I saw that on that stupid podcast. So I thought, hey. Well, shout All out good. to Jody, one of our biggest fans. And uh, Mrs. Puzz. I hope you're well, Jody. Yeah. She is well. And she said to say hello to you both. And that's still legit. And to all the, the fans of the show as well. Good All's to good see. Good to, good, nice to see Glenn sending you really wonderful texts. There's <laughs> oh, been, been exactly. other ones. All right, boys, we're going to talk AFL in a second, but let's cover off State of Origin last night, Queensland versus New South Wales. Unbelievable Huge. game. Um, I'm Cuz, off in thanks. two minutes. No worries, mate. Off in thanks, two minutes. thanks for bringing us that classic too, Cuz. It was a good one. So come up with another one for uh, next time. But I, I just want to bring on how, how biased the commentary can be. Not so much biased, but it can be a little bit flat sometime. Um, and the difference between... 
TV and what you can possibly get on the radio. So this is the try I'm talking about. Six out from the halfway. Ben Hunt to Daly Cherry Evans and away to Harry Grant. Inside out pass. Finds Munster. The two Norman Storm stars combined. Munster's got three of the tackle. And O'Carr has missed Tabuai Fado. And the hammer stands him up. And Queensland might be going to do it again. A man down. And the Maroons have reclaimed the front. And that's the sign they need to go. Wasn't bad. What, wasn't bad. What I happened must admit. to the New South Wales Did he just fall over? Yeah. So yeah. Teddy Tedesco lost his feet. Yeah. Here's what was played on the radio commentary with Triple, on, Triple M. And this is why this guy needs to be the number one slot for next year. Have a listen to this and the reaction and picture that try in your mind. Jerry Evans throws to Grant. Grant keeps it going to Munster. Munster. He shuts off a defender. That was Hines. Now to the hammer. Hammer's away. He gets it in the clear. Hammer comes to the fullback. Rod flips it and scores. Queensland. They never, ever, ever say die. And the hammer has scored. The Maroons are in front. They've got no one on the bench. They've got 12 on the field. Absolutely brilliant. How good that was is that? That is sensational. I like the way he had to wipe his mouth after his yeah. comment. He's just spitting and everything. It was brilliant. Still, still got a bit of gentleman in him if you're wiping your wiping your mouth as you uh, as one unloaded a big commentary burst there. So congratulations. Where as much as you get excited, you forget you're the commentator and you become a fan. Yep. It's great to hear. Yep, absolutely. Um, so one of the great games, no doubt, boys. Um, state We're going to jump off, boys. Right on, um, we'll See you soon, go mate. Dees, go Bombers. Yes, mate. Thanks we'll, for joining um, us. I'll catch up next time. No worries. Yeah, see you, see you Righto, cuz. It's over to us, mate. Um, mate, 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 how good? Like the passion of it. Like as much as a lot of people, that's the same with, with BT can be very polarising. But yep. that call with Boyd when he picked that goal. And he dropped the F-bomb. If you speak to him now, he didn't even know as he said it. Yeah. Just the passion. Yep, absolutely. What did you uh, think, mate? I, I, I know you love it. Yep. And obviously you're a very big Storm supporter and whatever. Yep. I enjoy the game. I'm not a great student of it. But are they just – are they the best team in origin? I know there's only two teams in it, but are they just – the ability to find a way when they shouldn't find a way? Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, there's a few interesting points uh, that have been discussed in the lead-up to Origin this time and who's going to win. And obviously, if you're a New South Wales fan, they were pretty pretty set on. They thought they were going to win. and A lot of people did think New South Wales were going to win. They, they were probably the stronger lineup for the day um, and were heading that way. But Billy Slade has taken on a whole new... Um, chapter in his life of picking blokes and giving blokes opportunities and he sees a lot in Reese Walsh and I see so much of Billy Slater in Reese Walsh and a few people have identified that but they've brought him on 
um, as a fullback now, um, and he's incredible speed. But it, the interesting enough in that game, you had straight away um, Queensland basically scored two tries um, out of two mistakes, genuine mistakes uh, and penalties from um, New South Wales. So that put him in front. New South Wales, then Queensland. They don't ever think you've done enough because I heard a really interesting thing with Queensland not uh, today talking about they play play by play, just the next play, the next play, the next contest, as we hear in um, in the AFL terms as well. To come to play the next contest, play the next contest. Don't look at the scoreboard. Anyway, before you knew it, Queensland, um, New South Wales had had got a couple of tries as well and actually got in front um, by two points towards the end of the game. Now, keep in mind, ten minutes into the game. They lost Queensland lost one player um, with a dislocated shoulder, and obviously with interchange rotations and things, we know what that's like to be a man down. Um, puts a lot of pressure on the next guy, right? Now another couple of things happened in that game, where then a, an absolute ludicrous decision um, came down to a tackle, and one of the Queensland guy got sent off. Okay, so Singbind. So you're down actually a player on the field for 10 minutes. Well, it was 15 minutes, I think it was actually. Um, no, it might have been 10. Anyway, no matter whatever the time frame was, it was a long time to be one man down against, you know, you got a spare basically. Um, and in the end, Queensland just grounded out, mate, grounded out, grounded out and grounded out until that point where that was um, one of the tries that absolutely set the game up. And then there was one extra that happened that got Queensland in front where, um, you know, a big guy uh, who shouldn't be in this position probably went up and tried to grab the ball out of the ruck against Tedesco, who would, who's their captain. And also those two guys actually play together at the club in uh, Sydney, Sydney Roosters. And one went up, grabbed the ball, and Tedesco didn't get the ball. He turned around, passed it off, and they got a try. So that was the end of the game. So in the last couple of minutes of the game. So it was an absolute beautiful game for Origin. Probably one of the top 10 Origin games that I've seen. Um, great part about it was it was on neutral neutral territory in Adelaide. 50-50 um, crowd, 48,000 screaming fans of both teams. Um, I thought it was a really good spectacle for Origin. So fantastic to see, Cuz. Um, if you weren't a fan of Origin or, or rugby, and I know a lot of AFL people aren't, but they tend to watch Origin time, um, which is largely or arguably be bigger and better than the grand final for rugby. Um, but we next game, cars we go back up to Queensland, um, which is interesting because very rarely has a side lost the series when they've won the first game. So yeah. it's now that we move to Queensland on Queensland turf uh, and Queensland take the, have the advantage 1-0. So... Quite big question is, is can New South Wales do it? And they're already talking about do they ring changes or do they roll the dice again and see what they can do? But it's going to be it's an interesting be thing the way, the way they do the state of origin. And as we've touched on before, you and Lovey particularly as well, it's amazing how well they do the whole state of origin thing and also their grand final from an entertainment point of view. Mm. And they're not a, they don't mind taking risks of it. Like if you said, they've taken it to the MCG before, neutral territory, to turn over to WA, South Australia. So, and they do it well. Look, is the State of Origin their showcase? Possibly not, but it's probably their showcase to 
the uneducated people who are people who don't know the game, so to speak. Look, I know enough about it to watch it and whatever, but it's just amazing watching it and you see it. If you speak to me, like as Victorian, I know you're Victorian as well, like I don't say I hate New South Wales, but they're just with that whole New South Wales Victoria rivalry that we have, will they take it to the zenith degree? And I think it's got to the stage now with Victoria, with our, with VFL footy, we won't get state of origin, I don't think, ever again because that ship sailed for us in a way, I think. So now if we do it, they're just going to think, oh, we're copying New South Wales. Yep. Because I think it's the way they do it, the concept is fantastic. Speaking about, you said, about the never say die attitude of the Maroons, you watch, you watch, and I've watched a couple of state of origin, oh, not state, but just normal club games, NRL games in the last couple of weeks, and you watch the game and you think, you think, oh, a side's down 12 nil or up eight, down eight nil, and you think, oh, geez, it's going to be hard to come back. But you watch the good sides and the good organisations, as you said, tick off little things, get your six tackles, get a repeat of six tackles, mm. get some ground with your tackles, don't give up silly things. Like, it can be harsh, and we've all watched footballers that have missed a goal before the siren or whatever. Like, Tedesco is a good player. He's a great yeah. player. But as you said, cream rises to the top. He fell over. Now, yeah. it's a wet night, whatever. Yeah. It's a wet night for the Queensland blokes as well. Like, it's great. It's great to watch in any sport someone do their craft well. And I think Queensland, and putting on my bias hat, look, I'm a Melbourne Storm fan like you, not to the extent that you are, but good people and organisations tend to attract more good people and more good organisations. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look at the people who have been at the helm of Queensland over the last 10 to 15 years, Without naming the names, there's a pattern how they go yeah. about it. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's some, some absolute legends at New South Wales. So don't, yes, don't uh, get yeah. me wrong there. Some of the best players in the world, in my opinion, is they went a little bit top-heavy and they actually picked seven Penrith Panthers to all play for New South Wales, which I think is too much. Um, it's a battle, uh, definitely. But that team should have had some chemistry together because so many of them are playing together every week. But sadly, yeah. Tedesco had a stinker couple of minutes. Um, and, you know, Nathan Cleary was probably another one that would normally control the game a little bit more, and he had a bit of an off night. So, look, it's one of those ones where the ball didn't bounce for him, so to speak, on that night. Um, anyway, and good luck for game two. But let's cross over to the AFL now, cousin. Photo of the week for me um, was this one. Bit of Batman. <laughs> Exposure there for you, mate. Have you yeah, seen anything weirder on an AFL field for a while? Who made the first call? Which call? Because someone – and I I think they said it because they didn't realise that this young bloke had had the injury and was – and they went, that's – no, I know when it was. Um, Jesse Hogan got nominated on the bounce on Foxtel right. for yep. Mark of the Year, Mark of the Week. Right. And he goes, not only take the Mark of the Week, he took it over Batman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll definitely get some footage uh, in Mate, the season wrap for sure. You know, I I know of it, not for myself, but my eldest son, he played basketball and got a he broke his nose. Yep. And the and the guy gave him he didn't have a mask, but the ice pack he gave him was basically a face mask. Yep. Yeah, it's a little bit yeah. um, 
a little bit more common in basketball, the old elbow yep. in the face and, and yep. the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar kind of clear <laughs> clear strip from, from back in the day. So there's been a few players that have actually played in it. Um, might take a few of those up during the week. Did um, it look a little bit more like um, Anthony Hopkins in... Yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit, a little bit crazy, uh, to be honest, and and seeing it in black was a little bit confronting. I, yeah. I had a bit of fan of the opera, um, he, heading heading across as well. But anyway, let's kick off to um, round uh, twelve, middle of the season, cuz. Um, put it this way, just... coming up to just before we kind of quickly run through the games for this week, who's been your biggest disappointment in the first eleven rounds, in your opinion? And where you thought they might be this year? Um, just on face value, don't not talk about anything else because injuries are a part of football. Sure, I, I'd have to say the Sydney Swans. Yep. In terms of an organisation, just talking about Melbourne Storm before and sort of how well they go about it, hmm. Sydney for the last 15, 20 years that I've been sort of watching football really full on and, and doing my coaching and that they've always been that, Oh God, we're playing Sydney and Sydney. It's almost like a, we want an honorable loss almost like they just yeah. find a way to win games and whatever and, and go through games and, yeah, you're right. and look terrible with the McCartan um, boys. And, and that's, that's, a, that's, that's a, a different issue, but that, they just seem a long, a long way off it. Like, um, mm. I, I know many will talk about Carlton and how. F- I don't think Carlton are disappointing. I think that's more frustrating. I think you got to yeah. differentiate the two. Yeah. I, I think I still think Carlton, if they can, and twelve weeks is a long time. I yeah. still think they can get it back. Whereas I think Sydney, it's they will find a way to blood some new kids, but. Losing the tools and the quality of the tools they've got yep. will make it hard because Buddy, well, he's going to go down as one of the greatest players of all time, and, and rightly so. But I think that is probably the one that's disappointed me the most. And that's just, again, there'll be thousands who will disagree, but that, that's the one for me. Like to, I know they got torn a new one in the grand final last year, but mm. I just think. They seem a long way off at, at the moment. Yeah, but let's face it, it's a massive fall from grace, isn't it, really? From yeah. from where they – you've got to remember, they did – no, I know they got belted in the grand final, but they got there and they were a bloody good side last year. Um, and sadly, they've fallen off the perch completely. Yes, there's some injuries there, no doubt. Can't question that. But um, And Buddy's possibly gone on for one too long. Um, but that's only hindsight, you know, as you, he can turn around the second half of the season and – and and be unbelievable. So lots of make goals, yeah. Yeah, for me, um, there's no surprise. It is it is Carlton for me uh, that it has been yeah. the most disappointing. I actually thought they'd be about seventh or eighth around now, and they're not that far off. At the end of the day, there, I think they're a game out. To be honest, cause yeah. maybe two games out, two games out of the eight now. Um, they've started to drop off now, and the scary part is we move to Friday night now, and and my team, the Demons, uh, play the Blues, who are who are you know, white hot um, as far as needing um, needing a win, that's for sure, the Blues. Um, they've been torn an absolute new one by a board member who's now been asked, well, I think he's been asked to resign uh, and has resigned. Um, 
pushed out possibly. Uh, you're <laughs> right, Cuz. Um, now they the clubs probably made a stand. They can't stand for that. Um, and I personally, I don't think there's a place for board members coming into the rooms and giving that sort of boration supposedly to the to some of the players. So that's you know that's got to be looked at. Um, that's the kind of thing that used to happen at clubs back in the day. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, now we move forward to Melbourne um, and Geelong. Sorry, Melbourne and Carlton this Friday night at the G. Um, I've got the Demons, hopefully, comfortably. Putting your hand on your heart, mate, and obviously yeah. me with the Bombers as well. Yep. As you sit at round 12, what's the scorecard for your team at the moment? Out of um, 10. Yeah, look, you can only go on, on the past couple of years, and the last yep. past couple yep. of years have started really strong. Um, so yep. I would say it's a pass. It's a great pass so far, yep. but it's there's been a couple of games there that could have easily gone our way, but there's also a couple of games that we could have easily lost as well that we won by yep. a couple of points. So I would say it's just a pass. Um, plenty of work to do. I think the comp's hell of a lot more even this year than it was last year in the last couple of years. So that's a challenge. Um, I think there's a couple of things in our game that we've got to, tweak um the issue still for melbourne is is up forward um and but then then again i say that but down back we we've really struggled the last couple of weeks just a confidence thing more than anything i've never seen jake lever drop three or four critical marks that turned into goals um and effectively you know that became the difference the the other week against frio so frio were fantastic and i was i told you i was always worried about frio um they got us last time here they're a good side for you when they get up and going. And that was with it, with Darcy going out very early in the piece. So um, I think that did, did them a favour, actually, because um, Jesse, not Jesse Hogan, um, uh, I'm having a blank, um, Luke Jackson came on, you know, who ex-Demon uh, Premiership hero at the end of the day, but came on mm. and played an absolute blinder in that second kind of half. So um, I, I'm hoping the Demons get up by 40 um, I was a little bit concerned, you know. Uh, I tipped a big margin for against for us to win against Frio last week. Didn't happen, um, but that's more. That's more. I don't like heart stoppers, so um, <laughs> for, for, for the obvious reason, cuz. But um, <laughs> hoping Melbourne by forty. But realistically, Mel, I'll take Melbourne by anything against Carlton. Carlton got a lot to prove. Their concern is at the moment you can give them the ball inside fifty, and if it's a set shot, you can always put it in the book as a point. Um, so that's a concern, massive concern. What's your thoughts on the Blues, mate? Or who wins Look, this I, game? I think Melbourne have less to lose. Now, I know you get howled down for saying that, but I think I still think Melbourne are, are a very good side and a definite top four side. Yep. Carlton... <laughs> I just don't know about Carlton. Look, look, I, 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 no, I do know two things. They play us after the bye, yep. and they'll kick eight between them. Nothing sure. Yep. I think though, I think they'll beat you this week. They've got so much to play for. So, as one of my mates said, and he's talking to his pocket, he tipped them in a in the footing tipping. Yep. I actually tipped Sydney last week. I thought that was a pretty basic tip, but. An interesting thing I saw Gary Lyon, and I know he's an expert, so to speak, but the good thing he the point he made was Carlton are kicking their key forwards have got no cohesion playing against Melbourne backs yep. who have lost their cohesion. Yep. Sure. 
So I think Carlton by a couple. Yeah, okay. No worries. Um, by a couple. They'll start fairly even, I reckon. I think Melbourne will start favourites. Um, let's move into Saturday. Um, Saturday, Port Adelaide and Hawthorne. Obviously, a white-hot um, Port Adelaide at the moment. Absolutely flying. Won their last five or so, at least. Um, against the Hawks, who may absolutely... Obviously, they didn't play anyone of real relevance this season with the West Coast, but you still got to put the score on the board and they kick the highest score for the weekend um, by a fair way. So um, no major surprise, but it was over in WA, don't forget. So there's a bit of work to do. Um, what's your thoughts on Portland? Yeah, I, as, as basic as it is, they obviously respect the coach who yeah. rightly or wrongly has got a big shadow over his back about where they're going to end up, and that's probably something else we can discuss in a minute. Look, yep. I think Port are just, to quote Jack Dyer, a good ordinary team. They just they know their roles. They play their roles. I think for good luck or good management, they picked up Jason Horn francis who was clearly a very good footballer. Yep. I'm not saying that derogatory to North, but for whatever reason, they wanted to get him home. They got him home, and he's now getting probably – the best player on him, second best player on him, and then your bloke, like your blokes like Boke and those sort of blokes, Ollie mm. Wines is a Brownlow medalist, yeah. who are they're getting second and third stringers, and you know what happens then? Yeah, Connor Rosey, yeah. blokes like that. Um, I know the big fella Dixon didn't play on the weekend, but for a bloke who just gives a contest and bashes and crashes packs, um, yeah. interesting. I noticed their captain. Eligible to play this week, can't get a game. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting, isn't it? Um, yeah. And just a slight correction on that, mate. Two weeks ago, the, the Hawks played the Eagles, and and they, but they did oh, have okay. a good win. They had a really good win, ten point win against the Saints. Who the Saints were absolutely filthy that they dropped that one. So Hawks and, were just you know, on a bit of momentum. Um, at the end of the day, Saints kicked twelve six, and Hawks were all over them twelve sixteen. So they had plenty of scoring shots. Should have and and West Coast are showing signs. They're getting some games into some kids. Yep. Are, are they going to get off the bottom of the ladder? Probably not. But yep. it, it turns around like the competition is in a relatively healthy place because even Collingwood, sides are starting to find out how to beat Collingwood. Have they got to the stage of beating them yet? No, but... There's been signs in games where Collingwood have been a bit susceptible. And the other thing too, I know he's not their youngest player and what a great and plaudits to steal side bottom on a wonderful career that he's had so far. Yep. But Collingwood get a few injuries to blokes and you just never know what can happen. Yeah, very true. Yep. But look, look, look I think Port will beat Hawthorne. But again, it's played at Port. Weather can weather can be a factor now as we come into sort of heavy winter. So, and look, the other thing too, I don't think we're going to see the days where we have twenty two rounds and one team wins twenty games and drops two games. There's going to be more. I think the, the side on top might be sort of eighteen and four, seventeen and five, which yeah. indicates the evenness of the competition. So, I think yeah. I think Carlton will just get you, and I think Port probably five. Five or six goals over Hawthorne. 
Yeah, I think that's a fair call. Um, I pretty much think about around the same. So let's move on to the Eagles and Collingwood uh, over WA, 4.30 slot. That classic Saturday, Arvo, 4.30 slot. Um, interesting enough, the Eagles, are they any chance? Collingwood started $1.04 uh, for the Eagles, $10. So is there any value in the $10 bet, mate? Well, 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 there's yeah, always there's value in a, bet in a two-horse race because, and it's happened, unfortunately happened at West Coast four or five weeks ago. Collingwood, yeah. Nick Dacos has a, runs in and Nick, Josh Dacos and they both get injured. Hang on a minute, what's going on there? Yep. And, and look, Collingwood, a Collingwood, well, they've lost one. Have they lost one already, the Pies? Yes, they have, yep. Uh, they've dropped one, I think. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, I'm not saying yep. it won't mm-hmm. happen, but the chances of a side going through a season undefeated yep. and the chances of a side going through the season that winning one game, mm. it doesn't happen anymore. Yep. Yep. Right. What's your tip? So, uh, Collingwood by 10 after saying that. But yep. again, the Collingwood... Are they in a position now where they sort of rest a few blocks and that sort of stuff? And so it happens. Yeah, you've got, to be got to be a little bit careful with that well, now. You do, you, um, do, you do, you do. As you know, you're resting now, you can get overrun. Yep. Um, you need to be a little bit off, and West Coast are going to win one at, at some point. I can guarantee yeah. it. So, and the other thing for Collingwood, too, I'm pretty sure they're by next week. So that's that's coming back from Perth and a buy. And yeah. they'll all say it, they'll all talk the talk, all the clubs. Oh, it's great to rest our things, but. I know why they're having the break, but sometimes the break isn't good. And if you look in the history of books, a lot of sides struggle after the break. Yep. Yep, absolutely. I think All the right. Pies should win comfortably, though. Yeah, I think the Pies by 10. Should be 10 goals, but hopefully it's a little bit closer than that. All right, uh, 7.30 game, Western Bulldogs and the Cats at Marvel Stadium. Um, what a doggies huge are going to start. Doggies are going to start favourite. Can you believe that? Um. I can believe it, but it might be a false favourite, I think. Mm, sure. I think, I think it's advantage like, at Marvel. Is there an advantage at Marvel? The, the advantage is for the players, they don't have to get cold. They're playing yeah. in an, an indoor stadium. Yeah. But that's that surely that only evens up, evens up the game, doesn't it? Well, that's what I would have thought too. It doesn't give any other time of advantage. I suppose the thing from a Geelong perspective, and I don't know this and it's no rumour, Jeremy yep. Cameron carried them on his shoulders for the first six weeks and was probably leaving the Brownlow at one stage there. Yep. He's dropped off a little bit for whatever reason. Obviously, they've lost some midfielders. Is Danger ready to come back? You, couldn't, sure. bring, you couldn't bring Danger back before the break, could you, now? Well, you, you wouldn't think so. Not, and and I'm, I'm a fan of Danger as a player and a person, but yep. he's... Getting the old man injury now, calf and hammy sort of stuff, like it's his body mate. Just be careful. And I think the bloke the bloke they lost who they really rate is um is it close or one of the other little blokes, a little golf snake? Close is one, I think. Yep. Yeah, which whichever but some of these and they're out for about three or four weeks. So look, yep. are they and obviously being in Ocean Grove at the moment? <laughs> right in the heart of cat territory and I drove past um GMHBA Stadium today and it looked the 
the foundations were still there, but they were a little shaky, but it should be okay. <laughs> but um, look, I think, I still think they're one of the best sides in it. And as a very wise person once told me, it's the 1st of June. No grand finals, no premierships are won in June. Absolutely. We're uh, 12 weeks away from getting yeah. to the real stuff. So, but good form. Good form's always the winning form, mate, as we know. So, but you don't, you're right, 100% right. But I'd like to be where Collingwood are versus some of the other teams at 10, you know, Collingwood at 10 and 1 um, versus yeah. some of the other teams. So, all right, I think um, I'm going for the Bulldogs and an upset. How's look, that one? Look, I point. think the Doggies because, look, Chris Scott is an amazing coach. Yes, he's had some great lists, but he's an amazing coach and he's, as he's coached longer, he's probably got more honest. And he's, I don't think you throw out the babe with the bathwater. Look, he would love to have his best side available, but he will find a way. And yes, they play some tough teams, but I'm pretty sure, and I haven't got the fixture in front of me, but I'm pretty sure they've got four or five games at GMHBA coming home. And I think two or three of them are in sort of June and July, nice, wet, cold, yuck days. Yeah, yeah. Which they should win. Righto. Uh, give some margin. I, I think the doggies by a couple of goals. Okay. Righto. We think pretty similar there. I've got a minus yeah. 10 points. So, all right, yep. let's move on to the Suns. Uh, informed team at the moment, Suns, uh, versus a very informed team, Adelaide Crows. Um, believe it or not, they can't split them at the moment. It's up at Northern Territory, so we're going up on neutral territory. Um, but we're starting at dollar ninety each the line so this is a and tough they one. Went, i went to darwin twice last year and won both their games exact same as some of the year there you go and i think as much as people want to say he's under the pump he's invested in his players now i know every coach will say that yep. but you watch how he reacts he, he is an emotional man stewie jew and he wears his heart in his sleeve that can be good and bad at times, but look, I think it's, I, I think this is the game of the round. I, yeah. People will say it's not, but I think it, it's the game of the. It could be the game, and it's a shame it's up there because the conditions can make it a bit slippery and whatever. But I, I just think for for the future of the AFL, mm. I know that's a big call, but Adelaide are up and about, which I think is always good for the AFL. Yeah. Um, for a side that, if you think about it. This time 12 months ago, they were considered a basket case. Yeah, absolutely. Gold Coast were considered the, a basket case. And, oh, yeah, they can't keep people. I watched that whole game last week against the Doggies. Matt Rowell is an absolute superstar. Yeah. And from what yeah, I can yeah. see, and he'll make a liar out of me now, so maybe make sure we're recording this. I think um, then my smoking now to make the eight is a, is a half – Half year sort of guess. Yeah, there you go. We'll put that one down in the in the yeah. uh, time it's capsule. A smoky. Look, but, but I actually think from sort of fifth to about twelfth, if they get in a run, it's open slather. Yep. So I yeah, think then. I think I think Gold Coast by three goals. Righto. Um, I think Adelaide will keep getting it done, to be honest. Uh, but yep. I think it's going to be a close game. So I'm hoping for a draw. Let's go with the first. Yeah, I think we had a draw yet. Um, no, we, yeah, we have. We had. We have, haven't we? we? Yeah. 
first Thursday up. night, first game of the year. Which one, Carlton? Correct. Yeah, that's correct. It was a great way to start the year. So let's notch up another one. Um, all right, Sunday's game, GWS and Richmond at Giant Stadium. Um, they're pretty close in the odds department as well. So what do you think? Uh, can Richmond bounce back? Uh, GWS keep rolling ahead. Um, can Richmond bounce back? If they couldn't find a way to, and I'm not that I'm saying you get up for milestone games. I know, I know I'm sounding like BT here, but if they couldn't find a way to get up for Dimmer yep. at the G, where they're supposedly the best G team going around the last two or three years, other than say your mob, yep. they they could have a bit of free for Richmond. So they they're your tip to drop right out now. Oh, I, I think I think they've, you can only accuse them of being guilty. Not an accuse. They've been guilty of doing what a lot of sides we spoke about, Buddy, before. Of yeah, let's our window. We're sitting at twelve o'clock. The Premiership. We're sitting at we're only sitting at one o'clock. So let's Toronto, um, Hopper. Yep, yep. Oh, hang on. Oh. Lynch is missing how many weeks? What? What? Yep. And then it's gone pear-shaped. And it can, it can happen. Look, look, I think... Look, they're not going to finish second last or last, but I think GWS... You asked me before about the most disappointing time. Well, I was almost going to say them. Like, what a superstar Toby Green is. They were disappointing, but they're looking all right right now. Um, well, they're... They'll turn it around now, I reckon. Uh, well, well, and this I could think... be... This could bring their confidence. You need a bit of luck. You need a bit of luck with it, and they, and they've been lucky enough to play strong sides at a weak moment as well too. Look, you still got to turn up and play the game, but yep. Geelong when they were a bit sort of hamstrung. So look, look, I actually think GWS, and it's up there, isn't it? Which where is it, Canberra or is it the other joint? Uh, giant Stadium. Yep. I think again, the elements. I think that I know Richmond's frantic style of footy. Everyone else is trying to play it now, but I just think Richmond are... They're not dead in the water. That's not the right terminology, but they're treading water a fair bit. Okay. Yep. What's your tip? Give us a margin. GWS by three, by four. Four goals. Right Righto. I'm tipping a close one, and Toby Green to kick a goal after the siren from 50. Mate. So there you go, mate. It can easily happen, uh, and he's done it a couple of times. Already, mate, I played so. footy with I played footy with his dad, and um, and look, he's a product of his mother and father. But his dad was a superstar in amateur football. Yeah. I played state sides, premiership teams, and Toby just he's the quintessential captain. Get yeah. on my back, boys, and I'll get you over the line. Yeah, and I and think he's really grown as a captain this year, especially. I, I, look, other clubs have tried with young captains. No names mentioned here, mate, but I think you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> but when you look at when carers make happen at North, Kernahan at Carlton was pretty young. If you've got the right list and the development of Toby Green has been yep. amazing. Yep. Amazing. Yep, definitely. Righto. Um, let's go to the match of the round. Essendon versus North. Mate, the, Stanton, the Stanton Cup. <laughs> this one is. Why the stand? Oh yes, of course, for Justin yeah. Naden. Yeah. Um, 
oh, mate, we should win. Simple as that. Yep. And, and look, and that's – like you mentioned a little bit of your mob before. Look, I'm, I'm very happy with Essendon, and I'm not saying I'm happy if we finish ninth or 10th, but we, we've got a brand back now. Yep. And yeah, isn't not... it interesting how quickly that's turned around? Um, Mate, but, but we said that last year, the three of us, and anyone else have the show. Like, and people go, oh, you're a basket case. Well, Adelaide, we're going to be a basket case. Yep. Like it, and you don't necessarily have to, I'm not saying, I'm not bagging Rutten, and I'm not saying that Brad's got the greatest coach ever. You don't need to change the coach. Just, like, if you yep. said to me, Round 12, we'd be in the eight, yeah. and Darcy Parrish is going to be unavailable for the next four weeks. Peter Wright's played one game for the year, yeah. well, if he's even played a game. Dylan Shields been in and out. Yeah. Harrison Jones is out for the year. And yeah, I you think- take it every day of the week, mate, to be honest. The Bombers, you know, five <laughs> weeks ago, five and three weeks ago, you were sitting with three losses sitting in a row there. Um, yep. It was all doom and gloom. How quickly two wins. And you're sitting in the eight um, with not the world's worst percentage, mind you, um, and a couple of decent games coming up that you're in it. Um, and I'll tell you the but most like exciting you, thing. Like yeah, you, I wasn't even doom and gloom. I just thought, I like what we're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, all... you, you're obviously following it closely, being a, a Bombers man. But, um, you know, you're seeing the positive steps now. And I think yeah. uh, another positive step happened last night, mate, with the recruitment of a new kid. Um, on the on the list, and I'm just going to play this little video for you because it absolutely warmed your heart as a football supporter um, that recruits a kid, um, and you see the smile on his face and the call he gets. And uh, I just got to play this for you, boys. We will now commence the AFL mid-season rookie draft round one. You're on the clock. Selection nine, Essendon. Player ID one one zero four. Three seven two five seven five. Jaden Hunter, Perth Football Club. Jaden speaking. G'day, Jaden. How are you? Uh, yeah, good. I'm just at the gym at the moment, so. Oh, good, mate. That's good. Well, you just keep pumping weights, there, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, sorry, I've got my speaking to. Speaking of Adrian Zorf from the Essen Footy Club. How you going, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Hey, listen. Did you hear what happened tonight with the trade with the draft? Sorry. Yeah, okay, well, got some really bad news, mate, for you. Um, you better go home and pack your bag because you're coming to Essendon. Uh, yeah, spe- speechless. Congratulations, mate. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. No, it was great, and you were so impressive on Friday when we caught up with you, mate, and it just uh, solidified the decision. So, well done. You've done all the work, and yep. uh, looking forward to you coming over. Yeah, no, yeah. Speechless. Yeah. Well, yeah, just, just grateful for the opportunity. How do you feel, mate? How do you feel? Yeah, just over the moon. Good boy. It's pretty emotional, but yeah, very happy. Good on you, mate. Beautiful, isn't it, cuz? Oh, you know me, mate. I'm a big sook. That's that, that that's that that sort of stuff. And and can I say? The 18 clubs all do that beautifully. Yep. That, I think that, that, that one thing um, our clubs have been done really well in the last yep. couple of years, especially, is is yep. letting us into that little inner sanctum. Yep. And, and the players, I know how much they get out of it. 
um, you know, in that special moment. It only happens once. I've seen it. The Rioli boys calling a you know, young Indigenous kid last night yep. saying, you know, come down, we can't wait to meet you, and the kid's overwhelmed. And it's just yep. a beautiful thing, mate. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's the best word for it, mate. It is a beautiful thing. The great part about our game is uh, kids get opportunities. Uh, they've changed the draft a little bit in this mid-season. Rookie now um, gives kids that are, there's a kid that was 21. He's hardly played much footy. Um, was actually playing um, footy at um, Turidan, uh, and he's played his last couple of years there after playing in like Berwick or something like that as juniors. And he didn't even nominate for the draft in his from 18 to 21. He's enjoying having a kick with his mates, which is unbelievable. And he got convinced, well, they just changed the rules, mate. Why don't you just put your name in? Um, and he did, and he's been drafted. So, um, where's he been drafted to, mate? Do you know? Oh, yeah, sure. I can't remember. I got a, got you the whole story and couldn't tell you where it is. So, no, that's must, we'll... must look it up. <laughs> I, I've got a feeling it might be that might have been the Tigers, but yeah, um, we'll, we will look that one up. Um, but being a two and born down that sort of way, it's a fairly good chance that. The people who are fighting for the, the Stanton Cup this weekend, Juzzy and Hayden, yep. Yep. they do a fair bit of done a fair bit of coaching down that way, so they yep. they would possibly know. Him. So yeah, mate, look, look, I think it's fantastic. I, I think yep. it's I think it's and all sports are getting better at doing that now. I, I know it's an inner sanctum thing, but sometimes it's great to see. Like the best thing about I liked about that then was Adrian Dodora saying who he was. He go, oh, he didn't say he was. We said it's he's talking to him, and the kid goes, uh, "Who am I talking to?" Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like well, I can yeah. tell you one thing, and and you know, it definitely wasn't a setup there. But if that kid's genuine, he's at the gym, and um, yeah. you know, he's halfway through, and he, he's like, oh, "I'm sorry, who am I talking to?" Like, what an absolute gentleman! Um, they don't make kids like that. So there's there's nah. very much of the opinion that good kids and good families create good people. Um, and we no doubt that good people uh, get opportunities. So, I mean, I can't wait to hear the story of this kid, Jaden Hunter, um, and follow him. Um, I think the little insights you get when you hear about kids and families and their stories um, just give you a little bit of interest uh, as we go into the second half of the season and, and follow this kid on a VFL list or wherever he gets. But hopefully he gets an opportunity pretty soon. So uh, they generally have about six months to 18 months contracts as their first kind of kick um, and then they generally sign on and the two young boys at Melbourne signed on again for another year which is fantastic to see because sadly one of them uh, had a pretty serious injury um, in the hips which caught you know, yep. un, un, not kind of normal but definitely one of those growing issues as young kids come on so cars I think that's going to finish us off for tonight um, but Beautiful, great to have a chat um, I'd love the the food discussion, mate. Uh, being oh, a mate, it's, it's interesting. It's there. Pub debates um, and foods. Probably we'll, we'll talk. We might talk about beers um, and pub drinks in the next couple of weeks. Uh, there's also what, another what couple, with, yeah. couple of ideas that we might put up. So what we might do is put them up a bit earlier uh, and give chance for a bit of interaction uh, from people and get get some votes in um, and their best on uh, in some of these instances. So. Thanks for joining us tonight, Cuz. I know uh, Sunny Ocean Grove. Enjoy the weekend, mate. Um, Enjoy some good time. Get your feet in the sand down there and enjoy some fresh fresh air. I I did put my toes in the sand and then I thought, be brave and put my toes in the water. She was a bit cool, but yeah, good to do it, though. Good to do it. Yeah, touch fresh. And always good to see your smile on face, mate.
Cheers, and as well. It's been great. Thanks for coming on, Lovey, as well. Um, we look forward to catching up soon. Sorry, we uh, we were going to have um, Dave Cosma on in between sets, but we just couldn't make it work down at his gig in um, Bansdale at night with sun rising. So um, another good friend of ours, Damon Smith, who's been on the show as well, um, joins him in that band. But just a couple of quick gigs coming up um, this Saturday, 10th of June, a Bob Dylan uh, cover with some awesome artists, Ooh. Charles Jenkins, Henry Waggins, Freya, Josephine Hollick, Rob Snarsky, Rebecca Barnard, all doing um, doing uh, songs of Bob Dylan. So that'll be an absolute cracker. Um, this Friday night, Southern River Band, if you don't know who these guys are, they're absolute killers, mate. Next Friday, this, this one is. So um, check that out. And I think next Friday as well, we're going to try and have this guy on next week, our friend Dan Brody, um, who's got a gig next Friday night at the Gem uh, with his new single launch titled I Am. I'm the shit. So this is uh, a classic song and Dan Brody, you are the shit, mate. So I can't wait to try and get to that gig. How good. And I've only had the pleasure of meeting Dan on here, but he just pulls that off well, doesn't he? So that's that's such a Dan pose, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, speaking of Dan and sponsored sponsored by Dan, and we're going to review this in the next couple of weeks, mate, is uh, Heaps Normal, who sent us some beers to review. So we're going to make sure we do that. Now, yeah. mate, very quickly too, another friend of the show, mate, and I know you'll have a little cackle out of this one. Uh, Joyce Pressure had a birthday during the week, so happy birthday to Joyce. Beautiful. Happy birthday, Joyce. Um, you go, mate. Let's, let's finish off with this one, mate. One of our good show friends. Oh, the great man. If you're that far, it's seafood, not true <laughs> seafood. So very, very true, mate. Well, when we talked about man. being, uh, if you can't, more than 100 k's away from the coast, don't have seafood, which is 100% right from Dave, but... A perfect summary and great observation from Robert Wine. Cuz, that's it, mate. We will see you hopefully next week. Let's have a chat. I'll be yeah, back in Melbourne tomorrow. Look forward to it, mate. Take it easy. Bye, mate. See you, champ. See you, legend. Bye, mate.